Baldry's Beat, Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Good morning. Start with the breaking news here mm-hmm. this morning. David Johnston, the former governor general, the special rapporteur rep- appointed by Justin Trudeau to look into Chinese state meddling in Canada. No public inquiry mm-hmm. is the recommendation that he just made a short time ago. You heard it here live. Let's listen to what he had to say here on no public inquiry needed, and then I'll get your thoughts. A further public process is required, but there should not and need not be a separate formal public inquiry. A public inquiry examining the leaked materials could not be undertaken in public, given the sensitivity of the intelligence. Okay, this is something that we've discussed before. You and I have discussed this before. How do you have a, in the keyword, public inquiry when you've got classified documents and classified personnel, like people who are undercover, uh, this type of thing? So I'm not surprised that Johnson, who this is, of course, is not going to satisfy the critics out there who no. are expecting a public inquiry. And you know my views on public inquiries. A lot of people think they're the, they're not the panacea that people think they are. They don't. Who remembers the public inquiry into money laundering? It didn't stop money laundering. Uh, but can people even remember two or three of the recommendations that came from that public inquiry? So public inquiries aren't the end all and be all. And I'm not sure how Johnson's. Um, suggestion of these public hearings is going to work because again yeah. the back to the point of secrecy and and classified information well that's not going to come out of a public hearing so i'm not exactly sure what the point of that's going to be but uh this issue basically he's he's guaranteed this issue continues to percolate it's not going away especially when he said that he said okay no public inquiry but we will have some public hearings yeah, but- and we'll do that as part of phase two of my mandate so it sounds like that he's saying we'll have public in he- hearings that are, you know, I'm going to maybe run these public hearings. Well, I think which, he will be the guy who runs Right. The so, I mean, this just sets the government up for another curb stomping here over Johnston's friendship with the Trudeau family. Right. I mean, the, the, the opposition are just going to go ballistic over this. Oh, yeah. No, they, this is a lot for the opposition to dine out on. You yeah. have Pierre Polyev and Jagmeet Singh. Not happy. Polyev, as we speak, is holding a news conference. Uh, so he rejects this out of hand. Yeah. And let's, let's listen to Poliev. Now, this is Poliev speaking earlier, okay? And you're going to hear him go directly after David Johnston here and, and, and really criticize him for why he does not think that this is the guy to get to the bottom of this uh, interference by China in Canada. So here's Poliev and his views on David Johnston. Let's listen. Is Justin Trudeau's ski buddy, his cottage neighbor, his family friend, and a member of the Trudeau Foundation, which got... $140,000 from Beijing. He has a fake job, and he's unable to do it impartially. He needs to simply hand it over and allow an independent public inquiry into Beijing's interference. So was it a scheduling conflict? No. It, so you, you chose not, you did, yeah, deliberately did not meet with Mr. Johnson. I did not meet with him. I chose not to meet with him. Yeah, so as he said there at the end, he had an opportunity to meet with Johnston. And he decided, he decided he wouldn't even meet with him because he said he's got a fake job, as you heard. Well, Polyev uh, views this as a completely uncredible uh, process, that it was the wrong guy for the job. Johnson today in his news conference denies these allegations that he's tight with Justin Trudeau, that he's not a family friend. But nevertheless, uh, that's dogged him since day one and really raised questions whether he was the appropriate guy uh, to do this. So the fact he's rejected a public inquiry is not going to uh, make the critics go away here. In fact, it's going to embolden the critics to say, no, this is, has to need a, a fresher look. But again, I'm not surprised he rejected a public inquiry back to the central point. 
How do you have a public inquiry on classified information? And the other thing, though, with regard to his appointment as this special rapporteur by by Trudeau, is that there there was no broad confidence in his ability to be impartial here, and you could see that during his comments, he was very defensive mm-hmm. in any criticism of his integrity. He was critical of some of the media coverage, saying the media coverage lacked context. Mm-hmm. But when the public views that through a prism of, wait a second here, you're Trudeau's buddy. You were you were part of his foundation here. How can we have confidence in anything you say? Yeah. So how is that, you know, he has to be, it goes back to that old saying that the way conflict of interest works or, or these type of things work is you have to be not only impartial in fact, but you have to be seen to be yeah. impartial and the yeah. public has to have confidence in you. And the public does not. A lot of the public does not have confidence in him. Well, certainly the political opposition doesn't have confidence. In right. Him. And, and that's, that hasn't changed. And that was the case from day one. And it hasn't changed. In fact, it's probably become more entrenched as a result of today's decision by him. Okay. And the criticism already flowing in, let's listen to, Brad West, okay, the mayor of Port Coquitlam, who's been calling for a public inquiry, fierce critic of China and interference in Canada. I spoke to him earlier on the show. Here's what he had to say. Let's listen. This whole special rapporteur business was an attempt to by government to get this off the headlines and to change the channel. The reason for not having a public inquiry was that classified material can't be uh, viewed in public then why did they even pretend that he was going to consider a public inquiry? inquiry? Yeah, so there was a lot of... Perfectly legitimate point. Yeah, we've raised that point before. What, was there any possibility there was ever going to be a public inquiry yeah. when you've got classified information and classified personnel, people working undercover um, with fake identities? I mean, you never thought it was in the realm of possibility. So Brad West is correct, I think, to sort of raised the point, what was the point of all this in terms of even the possibility of public inquiry probably was never, ever on the table. Although he also pointed out that he he felt, Brad West felt, that a, a public inquiry is possible. And he said, if you take a look at the way the committee system works in the, in the U.S. Congress, for example, where the, he said they will discuss highly sensitive material down there. But not in public. All the, all the time. But not in public. Not in public they settings? They don't do that in public. They don't do the classified information in public. Yeah. It is... Uh, there are Senate committees that meet in secret, yeah. but these are not public hearings. So, again, I'm not sure how you fit this sensitive material into a public inquiry. Yeah. Um, now, uh, Johnson's also recommended handing off this issue to the two oversight committees, I think, yes. in the House of Commons, which yes. would involve all party members. I don't think meeting in public, though. Right. Well, he said that let's get those two all-party committees involved on, what... on Parliament Hill, and he will allow them to look at all the information that he has collected but presumably in secret, like in, in camera meetings. But I wonder whether the opposition parties will buy into that. Yeah. I mean, Polev has already rejected meeting with Johnson, saying it's an uncredible uh, situation, uncredible person to meet with. So I wonder yeah. if he, if his party would buy into this, and same with Jagmeet Singh and the NDP. Yeah. Yeah. So I just think it sets up, though, politically, though, you know, how can Canadians have any confidence going forward here that this is we're going to get to the bottom of this, especially when, who knows, we could be into another federal election here within a year. This is a minority government. Yep. And how can Canadians have any confidence that there won't be more Chinese state interference in the next the next election? Well, I don't know. I, mean, I don't think there. I don't think there's much evidence. There's overwhelming influence. You got to be careful here. Uh, start questioning the outcome of an election. That's sort of the Donald Trump approach. Now, again, we don't have a, name an MP in BC was elected because of or not elected because of Chinese interference. 
Well, there was there was one uh, there was one conservative MP who lost his seat who who has alleged that th- there was state interference. Right. There, so right? again, the outcome of an election though is is three hundred and thirty eight seats. Yeah. There, yeah. you know, if, if we seize on if there's three or four MPs, that's a very serious problem. That doesn't yeah. affect the outcome of the election. Right. That's right. a different story. Okay. okay. Indiv- individual races for sure. Yeah. That, there is evidence, or there's certainly reports that some. MPs have been targeted, yes. no question. And I think China's active. China's a bad actor on a lot of electoral processes. And they've obviously seized upon some individuals in Canada, and likely in other countries as well. Well, like we just kicked out a Chinese diplomat because mm-hmm. of targeted Chinese state targets of Michael Chong, a conservative yep. MP, and his family back in Hong Kong. So you know, and one of the first things that David Johnson said here at this news conference was he said there has been foreign interference in Canada. The first thing he said. So that this is not a false issue. Yeah. This is uh it, but again, I just don't think this is going to pl- nearly placate the opposition no. who want far no. more than this. And I'm not sure public hearings is really I'm not sure how that's going to work. Yeah. Okay. How, how do you how do you address sensitive uh, of covert information in a public, in public hearing. And if you can't do a public inquiry, how can you do how public, you do public hearings? hearing? Okay. The, the two don't seem to score. Yeah. Get set to call me on that one. Real quickly, let's talk about you know, six, what are we at? Six days left here yeah. in the Alberta election countdown. The election day is next Monday. So I, I spoke to Dwayne Bratt on the show about this yesterday. He's a, a, an analyst of Alberta politics and he pointed out that, like we've discussed, the NDP do really well in Alberta in Edmonton. The United Conservative Party does well, really well in the rural parts of Alberta, and that boils down to Calgary. Mm-hmm. Who is going to win Calgary could win the whole election. Listen to his analysis of that, Dwayne Bratt, yesterday. For the NDP to form government, the electoral map is really hard for them. They can't just uh, get a tie in Calgary. They can't even just win. They're going to have to win 18 to 20 out of the 26 seats that, that are in Calgary. And that's, wow. uh, it's doable, but it's a high bar. Your thoughts? Well, yeah, very high bar. Uh, Abacus Data, David Collett's polling firm had a poll out this week that shows the Conservatives and the NDP are basically tied in Calgary. Well, that's not good enough for the NDP. They have to, as, as he mentions, they have to win pretty well. Not all the seats, but probably three-quarters of them. And yeah. if, the, if the UCP is basically in a statistical tie for popular vote, I just don't see how that's how that's possible. So again, be very surprised if Danielle Smith doesn't emerge as the Premier of Alberta. Yeah, again. if I was going to p- put a bet down on this now, I'd think probably Danielle <laughs> well, Smith. Well, it's is also going who's to got the best get out the vote yeah. machine on election day, yeah. and the UCP's been in power a long time. Yeah. Um, one one break in years in terms of conservative rule, and the NDP of Alberta is not like the NDP in BC, not as yeah. strong. Baldry's beat. Let's go right to your phone calls, Rob and White Rock. Hi, Rob. Go ahead. Hey, good morning. You know, I don't really care about a public inquiry going into the interference because we all know it's there. The evidence is outside. It's, it's not like in question anymore. It's now a known thing. I, I want to know, the public inquiry needs to be on how long did the P, when did the PMO know? How long yeah. did they know? Yeah. How did they hold on to it for so long? Why was there no action until they were called on it? That's what, and then I can't mm-hmm. see how that cannot be public. It has to be public. Since today's announcement by David Johnson was, hugely disappointing. I was waiting to see how they would frame it so that it wouldn't get back on the PMO. And all we're going to get now is some public inquiries that mean nothing. This is hugely disappointing. Hugely. The other question, but mind you, I don't know if they could ever answer it, is how did it actually affect the, the election? But, you know, again, that's that's out there. But this is this is intensely disappointing. Thank you for the call. Well, the fact of when, when did they know, how long did they know, 
Michael Chong case is a good example where information about China's involvement in Michael Chong's affairs was known behind the scenes by a number of officials, but was withheld uh, and not made public. So there's there's a good example of that. Uh, in terms of the election, um, maybe the public hearings, maybe that's something that will, I don't, there, obviously no classified information is going to come out there, but maybe there's going to be some light shed if they actually take off on some of the activities that occur in the pre-election and election campaigns as well. Maybe some MPs will come in and tell some stories. Right. Well, we ran the David Johnston News Conference live here on the show this morning, and one of the first things he said was there is. similar to what the what the caller just said. He said, we need to know who knew what, when did they know it, and what did government do about it? So we did, he did identify those as key. Now, can that be addressed in these public hearings he's talking well, about, one, the main strength of a public inquiry is the word inquiry, because it does give the power of the inquiry commissioner to compel testimony and call witnesses. Public hearings, just public hearings, don't have that power. And that's a big difference between a public inquiry and public hearings. Great point. Let's go to Karen in Vancouver. Hi, Karen. Go ahead. I'm just so disappointed, but not, ex- not shocked. This government is so Teflon-based. Nothing sticks to them. This inquiry needs to happen and exactly what the previous caller said quite frankly how did the how long did the pre prime minister know about this and why was it kept secret like it's just so unethical everything that's happening with this government and pierre polyev not re- not wanting to talk to him i don't blame him like they, you're not going to get anywhere with this government they don't answer any questions they they're evasive and it's just so disappointing and we need to just get rid of the the Trudeau government. It's just unbelievable how how unethical they are and so secretive. It's just shocking. Okay, thank you for the call. Well, she says they're Teflon coated. I maybe they have been. I'm not so sure the Teflon is still there. I mean, <laughs> is it wearing the, out? <laughs> the Trudeau brand has taken a significant hit in yeah. the last couple of years. Um, now they're still very competitive in the polls, at least with the Conservatives, who seem to have a consistent edge. But you know the Conservatives won the popular vote in the last election. It yeah. doesn't translate to electoral power, and so Mr. Poliev would have to win a majority of seats, which is very tough. You talk about tough electoral roadmaps. That's a very yeah, tough one it's for, tough him. for him. For sure. Or he'd have to find a way to win more seats than Trudeau, and then broker some sort of pact with the NDP or the Bloc. Yeah. That's not. That's. I just can't see Jagmeet Singh prop, propping up Pierre Polyev. The conservatives need to break through in sort of Metro Toronto. That's they where do. they're sort they of they're having their troubles. Let's go to Wayne in Richmond. Hi, Wayne. Go ahead. Hi, Mike. Um, I again am disappointed. I think that we could have a public inquiry that compels testimony, and you can release findings uh, in general format. In other words, we interviewed a hundred people, and here's what we found. You don't have to tell every last minute of what everybody told you. So I think there's a way to do that. Secondly, living in Richmond, I'm surprised the press has never asked Alice Wong about what happened to her and why she isn't even speaking out, because we know her friends and family in Hong Kong are targeted. We had a police station from China in this riding that's been followed by police stations in Australia, Netherlands, the States said they had one. So we know there's massive interference. Since the case keeps going, it doesn't change the government. Well, you give the Conservatives nine seats, and I think Trudeau would have failed on some of his vote of confidence. In other words, you take nine away from the Liberals, give those to the Conservatives, okay. and they well, that's a lot of ifs there. Of confidence. Thank you, Wayne. 20 that's seconds. A lot of big ifs there. But, uh, again, this issue is not going away. And in terms of his point about not everything has to be held in public, under the Inquiries Act, they don't meet in secret. 
It's a public inquiry. The mm-hmm. keyword is public. Yeah. It's not a private inquiry. And, yeah, and it's not happening. Thanks a lot. All right.